Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Champions are made on Sundays. World champs, baby! Congratulations to the Super Bowl champion. Legends are made on Sundays. Toward the end zone. Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Really good breakfast is made on Sundays. Get me a vodka rocks. Mom, it's breakfast. And a piece of toast. It's Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher, featuring the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, and college football's biggest games. And a look ahead at today's NFL action. Herbert stops, launches deep. Jalen Guyton, he's got it! Touchdown, Chargers! What Football Sunday, Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Good morning, it is Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. We are back, Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor across the glass from me. Gosh, that's always good to see. And not just staring at a blank white wall right in front of us. Yes, you were much more more attractive than the white wall that I was looking at before. So I will take it. I will take it. Welcome in. Man, it is a crazy time of year with uh, the sports calendar. But also, Rashad, it's, uh, it's holiday season, officially. It really is. You know it is because we're approaching one of the last uh, football games locally, you know, of the year. So... Man, you, it's always, I already know, once we start talking about, you know, certain things, like, okay, here comes the holiday. All it's, you know what? It becomes a holiday season, like, uh, October 31st. When when Halloween is here, and, like, literally, of the day of <laughs> Halloween, they start setting up Christmas and Thanksgiving stuff and letting you know, like, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, I feel like there needs to be at least, like, a three-week buffer I mean, between it, Halloween and uh, and maybe you know, before any sort of Christmas stuff. Because happens. honestly, what are you what are you buying right now that you're cooking for Thanksgiving on the on the second of November? Like, what are you buying at the store? Like, I can understand you. I bought some flour and sugar and you know vanilla ac- extract or whatever the case. But honestly, are you really buying your turkey on November third? Unless it's uh, like. You went to the farm and chose the exact turkey you want, yeah, and it's still I mean, living. Yeah, you know, I, if you I, have that much preparation, you're gonna leave that turkey in your <laughs> freezer for three and a half weeks. Like we all know how big turkeys are. Yeah, we no, I can't do that. I need, or not. <laughs> yeah, I need every inch of freezer that I uh, that you I can know, get. But yeah, I, I'm always I'm that guy that's like, I, and everybody thinks I'm anti Christmas or I'm anti like Thanksgiving. No, I love Christmas and Thanksgiving. I just don't think they need to start like. October 31st. That's just what I'm saying. Oh, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, it's like I said, I need a few weeks of buffer where I'm not having to worry about anything. I was just worried about, man, if I got to I got to buy this little dude a costume or where the kids going to be and really going <laughs> exactly. to go, are we going to buy candy for trick or treaters? Like that's all this stuff I have to kind of at least at least consider, you know, before that day. But then Thanksgiving rolls around on no- November 1st and it's like, well, damn, man, can I can I finish the candy that I just bought? Well, also, I know it's the holidays because, damn, it's cold. Woo. Dude, I, I was in Eugene this weekend, and it was, it felt like every time I went outside, it was freezing. And then last night, I was, uh, I was in Eugene, but I wasn't at the game last night. But just watching it and knowing how cold it was outside, that, that, was, a, that was a game I'm, I'm glad I got to uh, watch from the comfort of inside. No, yeah, it was <laughs> it, it was uncomfortably damn cold out there. It was uncomfortably cold, like in the morning. Like it kind of acted like it was gonna get better and nicer, you know, throughout the day, but it just never did. That sun can can fool somebody. 
You know, you look outside and see the sun's like, oh, okay. You know, wear some, maybe some sweatpants or, or something today, and then get out there like, oh, okay. I'm freezing. <laughs> I'm, you know, freezing my balls Absolutely off. Absolutely not. One, no, it's, it's yeah, that's, this is a, a really deceptive sun we have here because it looks like it's warm outside. It looks like it could be 65 or something on certain days. Then you get out there, yeah, yeah it's, it's 35. Go back in the house. So I'm I'm glad that you didn't go out there and freeze the game. I was looking at some of the kids on, you know, when they when they start panning through the crowd and people and they're just freezing. And yeah, I'm dude. like, man, at what point do you just go? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the game from the dorm. I'll see you guys later. Yeah. So I was uh, staying at a friend's house. It was me and another buddy. We were down in Eugene, and um, he, we would go out to his uh, garage, his shed that he has, his you know workspace area. Um, to not work on anything, more so to indulge and uh, partake in some recreational activities. And it's unfortunate when it's that cold because you just can't enjoy yourself as much. You're you're shivering, you're all bundled up, you're trying to stay out there, you know, and enjoy some time. Uh, like I said, enjoy some uh, recreational activities if you are catching my drift. Yeah. And... It, it was Always just fun. like basically anytime we went out there, it was like, all right, let's get this over with so we can get back inside. <laughs> like this is not fun. Yeah, it's I only we kept telling my buddy, I'm like, bro, space heater, got to invest in one of those yeah, immediately. It's being outside, you know, especially as you start getting like liquored up and everything, it's only <laughs> fun for a bit. Like, was like, oh, you need to you need to drink some more so this way you can get warmed up. So like, yeah, that's not gonna help. Now I'm gonna be cold and drunk at the same time. And my buddy's yeah. a hunter, so he's oh, so he's used to this. this yeah, is he, nothing. Uh, he is not phased by any of the cold and just doesn't care, doesn't complain about it. I've tried hunting one time, and uh, I, I I gotta be honest, uh, I'm a tropical person, so <laughs> so I don't I don't necessarily love the cold. I don't mind. I love you know I love the cold. Because I get to pull out all my R&B jackets. You know, I get to pull out all my R&B <laughs> Like the one, the one that you brought out to Autzen. I, I saw that one. That's one of them. That's one that's of them. That's not a hunting jacket yeah, by any no, means. No, that's not but... at all. No, they're, they're going to see me in the, in the woods with that. But, no, that's the one thing I like about this cold weather. But, yeah, having tried hunting one time, um, not for me. you got to be out there for – it's waiting, number one. Oh, it's for, – yeah. For the longest time. And then you're, you know, maybe huddled up in some type of camo tent with a couple dudes like and just chilling and drinking beer and drink because you don't want to get too drunk too fast so just drinking a bunch of beers like yeah i'm good i was uh watching i was watching a bunch of hunting videos this weekend because i i appreciate the art of the hunt absolutely being able to track and find the right spot and then you're like all right we're they're over here we're gonna walk over to this side of the mountain and try and get a better shot and Mm -hmm. It's it's a game, man. Mm-hmm. It's tough. See but, all those deer over there? Yeah, they were born in 04. But I hear you. I know damn well out. that I'm not going to go out camping or uh, go out hunting anytime soon. No. Because you wake up at 5.30, much like I did today to get back home. But you wake up at 5.30 to, like you said, go find somewhere to sit and wait. Yeah. It would have to be really, like, extenuating circumstances. And like, wait. you know, my... You know, your 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 new father in law is a huge hunter and he and wants to wait. take you out. Yeah, exactly. That's all it's gonna be. And so unless it's that or unless it's I'm going out with some type of, you know, if you rich give me all the cold gear, like all the everything to keep me warm, like you say, like, hey, I got you the outfit, like this is the best what I did is get you the best equipment to keep you warm throughout the day, then you might have me somewhat interested. I, I, I mean, I, listen, it depends on who's asking me. There are certain people I'm just going to be like, yes, Rihanna, I will absolutely go <laughs> hunting with you, not thinking twice about it, you know. But then She's a big hunter. You know, but then there are some people that big I'm probably going to have something to do that day. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. But it, it's, I guess, the, and I've never actually got to shoot anything, you know, while, we're, while we were out there hunting. So it was kind of like, really, I was just waiting for the longest time. Yeah. So... But I gotta we'll admit, quail. That see, I feel like quail and uh, like ducks and you know geese and things of that nature are much easier. You just basically scare them away and mm-hmm. then hit them with a shotgun shot and it just yeah, sprays. And I'm like, well, shots, yeah. we're gonna get one of them at least. Yeah. So that will be at least we're gonna get hit something. Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather go hunting all day and get nothing, or at least hit a couple geese uh, with some with some uh, buck shots? I'll take the buck shots and the geese. Yeah. Yeah, I mean hunting sounds really cool, but again, I know as soon as I get out there and I'm freezing my ass off that it's just I'm out. 
No. I, and I don't want to be that guy that's like, yes, dude, I'm going. I'll go camping, yes. Or I'll go hunting. I'll go hunting with you. It's all good. Because that's what... Keep saying camping. That's basically what it is. Yeah, so are you- I can go camping. It's the going and sitting somewhere waiting for 12 to 13 hours. That's the tough part. Fair enough. That's the tough part. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big hunter. So if anybody's listening, uh, no, I will. I'll I take. Will be going with yeah, any hunters out there, if you have any, you know, meat lying in the freezer, Pause. you know, some elk. <laughs> Resume. <laughs> no, we're all good. If you got some meat lying in the freezer, like I said, some sausage of some sort, Pause. a breakfast sausage. <laughs> Give me some uh, big game meat. I'm all a day. big. I'm a huge fan of like actually. Elk and you know some of that stuff. Like I, I remember Fuddruckers. I do remember Fuddruckers. So they used, gotta be careful saying that. Yeah, oh no, no, seriously, that was something <laughs> I used to get in trouble for yeah. all the time. As Red. Yeah. But um, they used to have like an elk, you know, burger that was one of my favorites there. That and the wild boar were my two kind of favorite, you know, burgers. That Staple of Mike there. Lynch. Oh you yeah, know him and his wild boar oh, uh, yeah. hunting exploits. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, last Sunday. It was uh, Sunday afternoon. I was driving back home after a round of golf up off uh, Cornelius Pass Road. Saw like 45 elk out in the field. And I was like, man, that's uh, got me in the mood for elk. And yeah. I drove right down the road to the meeting place, which is a butcher shop, grabbed some elk, and had some elk jerky sticks. There you go, man. It was fantastic. There you go. So, if you're, again, if you're a hunter out there, you just want to drop off, you know, just a little bit of the jerky or you know, elk ground beef that you have. I will take beef. your meat. Yeah, we will definitely <laughs> take and eat all of your all of your meat, one hundred percent. All right, it's eight thirteen. Feel like we need to get to some football. Got plenty of football to talk about. We're uh, starting to get to the nitty gritty of the season here. We got some rivalry games coming up next week. Again, as uh, Rashad said, with the holidays, that usually is the the sign of some pretty important games coming down the stretch in the. Uh, college football and nfl season so we will uh of course get to the ducks of course get to the beavers but uh as i mentioned in my update we also have a uh half of the pac-12 championship game figured out one team that's going we got nfl to get to seahawks are on the bye week so i figured that uh, maybe it'd be a good time that we just look at the nfl's top tiers maybe tier one tier two tier three who are we buying selling on this sunday and uh yeah I mean, plenty to talk about, again, because football, is, uh, as the weeks go by, uh, gets more and more important and plenty to talk about. I love it. This is lit easily my favorite time of year, 100%. Yeah. it's um, And Thanksgiving has become my favorite holiday. So, yeah, this is, this is definitely November is definitely that best time of year for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I don't know the text line situation yet, but I texted in the other day myself. To the old one, 503-250-1080, and it worked. So, um, you know, give that a try if you want, and Please. hopefully you can <laughs> you text in. We, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I don't know if we've had a text in, like, a while just because we no. haven't, we didn't know, I mean, at least. No, us. last, the I want to say the last time we were on, we had a, we had a couple people texting in. It's were very we? early, though. I don't know if you can tell in my voice out there that I am very tired. You I did I woke come to, from Eugene. I so. drove from Eugene this morning, which... Uh, yeah, hey, I made it happen. You right, are I'm here. I am here. But, uh, yeah, I didn't like that alarm this we morning. We would have been doing the show virtually. Yeah. Doing the show on IG. Yeah. Hit sure. us up on uh, Twitter and IG, at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H, and Rashad is at TaylorMade503. All right, let's get to it. We've got Ducks with a win and Beavers with a win setting up a huge matchup on Saturday in the game formerly known as the Civil War. Rashad and I say that we're just going to keep calling it that until they give us something new to call it. Sorry. <laughs> you did not give us another option, all right? You just took the name away from us and then expected us to come up with something on our own. I thought, is this something that the state is supposed to do? I don't know. Is this a government I I thing? Think, yeah, I don't know if this is something that's... Who's in the, charge of this? I don't, I don't know if this is something like the, the state officers have to deal with at the <laughs> Capitol, but either way... They've got to figure it out soon. Cause is it's it some still... sort of legislation that yeah. has to go through the House? And I don't know. I needed to speak to a manager, basically. But Ducks, Beavers, they both win on Saturday. Let's break it down. Because, again, got a big game on Saturday this week between the Ducks and the Beavers. Joe Fisher, 
Rashad Taylor. This is Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Listening to Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. That's right, Football Sunday. Rashad Taylor across class, Joe Fisher here, and we are getting to the nitty gritty of the NFL and college football season, especially one more game in the regular ski, uh, regular season schedule. In uh, college football until we get to the championship games, the conference games. And we had Oregon playing Utah last night. Huge game. Oregon coming off of a loss. Number 12 in the nation now. Playing Utah, who is a top 10 team. Number 10 to be exact. And Oregon, obviously, we know the story would happen with them last year playing Utah. Losing to them in back-to-back games. Once to end the season. And then uh, once in the Pac-12 championship game, excuse me, not back-to-back games, uh, back-to-back times that they played in uh, last season's game. So coming off of a loss, especially in Oregon's case, this is tough because you have such bigger things that you want to accomplish, like getting to the playoff and having a chance at a national championship. Getting a team to come back up from a tough loss like that and basically saying, like, all those things that you're striving for, you know, those goals that you had, those lofty goals, gone now. So what do you, what do you have to play for? And these kids, they had a lot to play for still. And they had, one, pride because, you know, Bo Nix, Noah Whittingham, Bucky Irving, some of these guys were on the team last year, but a lot of these kids were. And so they had to show that they had cared because they're playing a team that kicked your ass twice last year. So they showed up against Utah in a close game, back and forth, almost let squandered in the end. But they showed up and they gave themselves a reason to care. And now, now I want to say that this team and this fan base is somewhat back to being rejuvenated and be like, all right, let's go and get this Pac-12 championship. Let's go get this Rose Bowl. Let's finish off this year. And let, let's do that, do the thing that Oregon has to to essentially keep momentum going forward for these next few seasons and Dan Lanning to get his guys in. Because this, if this is your first stepping point for Dan Lanning, <laughs> finishing it off with the Pac-12 championship and a Rose Bowl berth would be quite the first year. Let's, let, let's not get it twisted. Like That would be an amazing start to Dan Lanning's tenure in Oregon. So, huge win for the Ducks, and uh, they showed up when they needed to, 100%. And you know the unfortunate thing for Dan Lanning is uh, the goal your first year is national championship. You know, right? Like, so anything less and anything less <laughs> what a than, goal. Yeah, anything less than making it to the playoff is considered a failure, right? Which is, I hope not, but there is definitely but, some, mean, you, yeah. trust me, there is some that have that opinion in the Oregon fan base that it's like after Absolutely. last week they were looking at it like season's a wash. No, and, and I kind of said it to you as we started, you know, the show today. There's a part of me that college football is kind of kind of rigged at, at a point. You know, if you're, if you're asking me, I just think it's not, not rigged. I don't, I don't know if that's fair to say. But it, it, if it's not strange to anybody else, then that's crazy. Only because there's no preseason. So teams don't get an opportunity to really get themselves warmed up. That spring game that, that schools have, come on. Like, how much can you really learn from a spring game where you've got guys that are, you know, hopefully trying not to hurt, you know, other guys on their team, making sure you have a, a healthy squad moving into your season. So you don't really get the best um, kind of view of what your team is and could be. We've seen Oregon start the season looking really slow some years. Man, they just don't – they can't move. They're playing against a school like Utah State, but they can't move the ball. And Utah State's running all over them, and they can't tackle. There's a reason NFL has three preseason games, just so they can make sure, man, guys understand the defense, people understand what they're supposed to do. You might not have to be perfect right now, but you have to understand, like, what your assignments are. College first game is – this can be do or die. You know, Oregon – 
depending on how Georgia's season Georgia season went, Oregon could have been out of the conversation week one of the college football season, and that was that because there's no opportunity for them to really ramp themselves up or get that tune-up game. They used to it used to be teams like Appalachian State, you know, back in the '90s and you know uh, early 2000s and even in the '80s, that tune-up game teams would play just to make sure everything was working the right way. Now, first game out of the season for most teams is uh, a big game because there's big money now in college football. So those games have to be big. So I think just never teams not getting a chance to warm up uh, is, is a big deal. So you have to be perfect all the time. And now that Oregon's chances are going to the national championship or playing in the playoff are pretty much gone, barring some incredible um, miracle that you know where a lot of people lose ahead of you yeah exactly (laughs) barring barring something crazy like that then you know this is your season but dan lanning people look at this as a failure because of what happened last week and yes last week was a a bad meltdown by the ducks they 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 ducked it up you know what i'm saying they ducked they they ducked themselves because that's what we have to start saying that we used to say stuff like they cooged it Right, you know, just because. Okay, let's let's be real. Oregon no, gets themselves. Let's in, not give it a turn. Oregon yet. Get, no, Oregon gets in these positions where they're right there on the on the doorstep, or actually at the door of a national championship, and then they end up shooting themselves in the foot. It has nothing to do with the. It's usually something that they do every single time. No, that's just that's the Pac-12. Listen, that's no, not a duck it's thing. Not, no, it's the ducks because guess what? <laughs> what team has been uh, the most prominent in the Pac-12 over the past fifteen years? Been the Oregon Ducks, like that's been the team of the Pac-12, and so they keep getting to this point to where it's like, all we got to do is beat this team, and you're in. All you got to do is beat Utah last year, right? And and you got it. Just got to beat Washington, and it's all. And they usually get to these points and drop one. Well, and then that's and then that's the uh, that's the season. You're 100 percent right because again, I I heard uh, one Jordan Schultz on uh, air here a few weeks ago, um, actually earlier this week, after Oregon lost to Washington. And it's a matter of Oregon fans have an expectation now. After you've been to two national championships, you would like to get back. And that's not the case just for Oregon. That is for literally any team that goes to the national championship. They want to go back to it. Yeah. Texas, the Florida State's not Nebraska. talking about. Yeah, man, we gotta like, get back there. There's a lot of teams that were very, very close that either did win it or haven't won it. That those schools want to get back. So when Oregon goes to Rose Bowls, yes, it is something to be proud of. But I know that the fan base, a good portion of the fan base, wants more than just a Rose Bowl berth at this point. They want to be back in that national conversation of being a national title contender and it would really really piss them off if this year usc ends up a winning the pac-12 championship game do you let the one lost usc team into the playoff you want to talk about a pissed off fan base if oregon a they take care of business against oregon state and then go to pac-12 championship game take the l against usc and then they get to watch USC march their way into the uh, college football playoff. That's, again, that, that's the kind of stuff where I hear you, Rashad. It's every year they have this conversation to get to that, and something happens along the way where they stub their toe, and it's just like, no, hey, great great little season that you had there. Mm-hmm. You know, good wins here, but ultimately holiday bowl. Yeah, but, and, you know, the, the Rose Bowl is nothing to sneeze at. It's... Up until recently, right, the Rose Bowl has always been one of the premier games for the college football season, right? The number three versus number four or the national championship game was the Rose Bowl or whatever the case was, but those would be important games to to be able able to watch. Not a championship game in some cases, but the the granddaddy of them all is what they call, you know, the, the Rose Bowl, you know, and so there should still be some prestige with playing in that. But I just think the way that the bowl system uh, is now, and the fact there are so many bowl games, uh, yeah, it just it doesn't mean as much as it used to mean anymore. And so now, I think you got a lot of Oregon fans that are, if we're being real, kind of gotten spoiled to the fact that their team has been as dominant as they are, as they've been for the past, you know, fifteen years or so, twenty years, you know, at this point. That yeah, it's national championship or bust. But there's there should be some pride in still playing 
in the Rose Bowl, and you should still tip your cap to Dan Lanning because, again, you're taking over for a coach, and everybody said, okay, well, here comes the rebuild, and they're going to have to start over. And he had a great recruiting class and then was able to put together uh, an eight-win season thus far with potentially nine on the way after after Oregon State and a chance to play in the Pac-12 championship and a Rose Bowl. Like, come on, man. Like, that's a that used to be stuff the coach of the year would, would be on. Text line says, reason 6,000 that the Pac-12 needs to drop to eight conference games. Alabama played Austin P yesterday. Who's Austin P? Who's he? <laughs> Who's How he? great would that have been to play them and be able to heal up before the Civil War? For sure. And I think that's a, you know, not only those reasons as well, but, um, you know, that's one less chance for you to stub your toe. I mean, you play all these games throughout the Pac-12 schedule – this happens every year. We're kind of used to it at this point that Oregon's going to get tripped up because you got to play nine games. In the Pac-12, the competition is close enough where, yeah, it's damn near impossible to go out of there unscathed. I mean, the USC, they're going to the uh, conference championship with one loss. So, I mean, it happened to them. But um, Oregon, with that chance as well, going in with one conference loss. But I, I hear the texter. It's like... When I looked at the schedule, the college football schedule yesterday, I was uh, very like, uh, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I guess I'll just wait for the Oregon game later tonight. (laughs) There was not a lot of uh, thrilling matchups. but We're in a lot of premier games on. This is where I also look at the college football slate yesterday and saw the results of some of these games. Oh, like Tennessee losing? That um, and a lot of top five (laughs) teams. (laughs) <laughs> You're too funny. Um, and a lot of the top five teams uh, coming close to a loss. It's like, man, this is where this uh, this twelve team playoff sure would be nice because then that Oregon and Utah game has a little bit bit more of juice. Yeah, and it's yeah. they they got to get this uh, going like next year. Well, you know, they better figure something out because in a couple of years they're going to lose you know at least one of their premier. Um, programs in USC and UCLA is you know on their on their way back you know but not quite there yet but yeah they got to figure out something something soon I think the Pac-12 is on his last legs anyway so they need to figure out some way to shake it up what I want to talk about next is the other team in Oregon and that is the Beavs they get a win and like I uh, said earlier, this sets up a huge matchup. The biggest we'd have to we're gonna have to go look at the the record books. But the last time I remember an Oregon Oregon State matchup with this much on the line was in uh, 2009. I yeah. want to believe. Uh, text in if you can remember what the what the last time because I want to say that's what it was. But also, text in with some uh, great past Civil War Oregon-Oregon State matchups. This is 1080 The Fan. We got to talk about that game coming up. I am ready for the smack talk to begin. It is officially rivalry week. But let's talk about the Oregon State Beavers taking care of business and set up that matchup next Friday right here on Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. But first, a Sports Center update. Football Sunday on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Uh, We got a text in saying Civil War is next Saturday, so if I mistakenly said Friday at any point, um, whoops, my apologies. My apologies. Stop screwing up, Joe. I should be better than that. Stop screwing up, bro. Uh, But it makes sense because the PKI and the PKL and all the PKs are being played this weekend, and I was looking at the bracket and the schedule, and I noticed that none of the games are being played on Saturday, and I was wondering why. And I was like, "Oh yeah, college football rivalry weekend. That's why." So it's a pretty, it's a pretty big deal. Yes. I don't know if you knew or not. Yeah, uh, pretty big deal for the city, though. Uh, just to do the PKI PKL plug, I, I ain't getting paid for it. But man, a lot of teams, a lot of schools, going to be here. I want to say that. 13 different schools um, will be playing in the tournament total um, in the tournaments. And because of uh, there being men and women, you know, the mix. And, well, I guess um, 
No, it'd have to be at least 16 different schools. I think it was 13 out-of-state schools is what I counted. Nice. That is what it was because we have, obviously, Oregon, Oregon State, Portland State, and Portland going to be uh, playing in these matchups. Let's hold it down, Portland schools. Uh, so that would give us uh, 12 now. Um, and I think that might be 13 because Iowa, Iowa Hawkeyes women's team is uh, coming, but the men's team is not. So that's why we have 13 different out-of-state schools versus just 12. I mean, should be a good little, you know, little breakaway from uh, from football. Get some college basketball up in you, some college hoops. Yes. And, uh, yeah, some, some blue bloods are going to be here, man. Uh-huh. So, of course, you've got our local teams. But the great thing is, man, you're, uh, Duke is in the building, are they not? Uh, Duke is going to be in the building. Yeah. Yes. So, UNC will be in the building. So most people from Zaga, Michigan State. I mean, so a lot of people that don't really do a lot of traveling, you know, across the country will probably never get a chance to see North Carolina play in person. Right. And probably never get a chance to see the, the Blue Devils play in person. So if you're around, man, go check it out, man. It should be a nice little uh, for a nice little event for your young Hooper or for your young athlete. What uh, some people will be doing next Saturday, though, is going to Corvallis to watch the civil war between the Ducks and the Beavers. I'll be there. Um, it's a damn shame the stadium isn't ready this year because, as we've said multiple times, one of the biggest matchups uh, in Civil War history coming up, and uh, we're playing it at a half-built stadium, which when, is unfortunate. When has the stadium ever been? When's it ever been finished? <laughs> That's what Reeser has looked like. I think that was the goal, to make sure your the the visitor side looks like uh, a a middle school uh, sideline. That's what it looks like. Hey, give it time, damn it! All right, it's been thirty years, man. Construc- like, construction projects take time. Okay, man, don't you ever see those signs on the side of the road saying construction expect delays until like twenty twenty five? I'm just saying, Reeser was 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 never that accommodating. You know for. For everyone to to enjoy the game comfortably. All right, so I'm looking through the uh, wow, a lot of the green, a lot of Oregon W's over years past. I'm looking at right now, <sighs> just uh, just taking a look at some final scores from years it. past. Oh, you know? okay. You know, just seeing what happened. Um, yeah, I mean that 2009 game we keep referencing, 37 to 33 Oregon victory one. there. But that, that was, was a Garrett a, Blunt uh, uh, touchdown at the at the end to kind of put him over the top. That was a huge. After uh, he didn't play a whole season. Remember, he punched somebody in the face first game of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. And then and that was play, the first game he and played. Then, yeah, first game he came back and he was killing. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so that game is uh, you know 36 35 in 2013. I remember that the Josh Huff catch in the back of the back of the end zone. It was. Um, not as big of a deal as the 2009. I want to say Oregon was uh, trying to get uh, like a Rose Bowl berth. No, whoever won that game was going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. That was the important part of that game. Of that 2009 game, right. Uh, but let's give it up for the Oregon State Beavers because you need two teams to make this game as as, uh, as important as it is. And, uh, you know, the Oregon Ducks, they, they've been holding their end of the bargain for a while now. And it's nice to see that the Oregon State Beavers, uh, as long as they can uh, take care of, uh, well, take care of business, they already did take care of business against Oregon, Arizona State, uh, they might be coming into this not just top 25, a top 20 team yeah. in the nation. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Oregon State, for getting it together. Jonathan Smith, getting that program on the right track so that way we can have a rivalry game that we're actually proud of. Oh, and and – Mark my words, and you can you can act like you're not if you want to, but we know that Duck fan is, I don't want to say nervous, but maybe not as confident uh, about uh, the wins, about games against Oregon State as they've been in the past. Usually these have been gimmies, right? You just said you were looking at the scores from you know years past. And, yeah, recent trends would show you that Oregon will win this game by and, a lot. You know, this isn't the Gary Anderson, you know, led, uh, led beefs. You know these 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 beavers are are here to play, and they look like they're they're building something really really cool in Corvallis, like black and orange together. I guess it's not a bad combination. Hmm. You know what? Do it's you know? good in baseball. Yeah, man. I, I guess I guess it looks all yeah Orioles fan. So yeah, <laughs> you, you know exactly you know how how hard it is to match those things. So if you find something cool to wear with it, you're in the mix. So I, I think Oregon fans are. They may say that they're not nervous about it, but the defense Oregon State's been playing this year. 
Uh, it hasn't been it hasn't been their offense that's been kind of turning heads. Yes, it's been important that their their run game has kind of picked itself up. They found some receivers that are able to make some plays, but it's their defense that's been pretty consistent for Oregon State and it's kind of put them in this position to have eight wins. You want to get uh, you you want some stats for your ass let's, right now. You want some it. impressive Oregon State defensive stats. Yeah. Since that Stanford game where they eked that win out last second, they have given up 10 points or less in four of their last five games. They beat Washington State 24 to 10, Colorado 42 to 9, lost at Washington 24-21, so there's that one game. And then they beat Cal 38-10, Arizona State 31 to 7. And you said a three-point loss to Washington? Yep. And they gave up 24 in that one. Uh, so whereas the Ducks gave up a billion. So that has some I, I hear you, man. If you're an Oregon fan uh, like myself, you're going into this not as confident in years past because Oregon State has been a patsy. But bring it on. Let's yeah, go. And I don't think Oregon, or Oregon fan thinks they're going to lose the game. I don't think well, that they believe they're going to lose the game. But well, what I, no, they're what not. I, what, I, <laughs> what I think is they're like, man, this could be bad. This could, this could potentially be bad. You know, Oregon can struggle with some uh, good defensive teams uh, and have have some issues moving the ball. You know, uh, they they scored 20 points against Utah, who, you know, I think most people consider like a really, really good defensive team. So Oregon State kind of has a blueprint over the last little bit. They saw the, the loss against Washington. They saw how they struggled to move the ball at points, and Bo Nix uh, took his third sack of the season, I think it is. Um yesterday so that's embarrassing come on offensive uh, line seriously right like i mean and mind you uh, those offensive players they there needs to be some awards given or those offensive linemen there needs to be some awards given because again you have a heisman caliber quarterback who was taken to the ground three times in a you know 12 games in, in a excuse me a 10 game stretch that's pretty impressive you know, so I don't know what Bo Nix's NIL NIL deals are like, but I think he might have to give some pretty good Christmas gifts this year. Oh, absolutely! To absolutely. his offensive line, he, he better. You know, he better be giving out a lot of. I don't want. I don't want no damn Chipotle gift card this year, Bo. Like, <laughs> you brought tangible. a whole Chick Fil A truck yeah. to the game like a week or two ago. All right, yeah. <laughs> like baller. Yeah, you know I mean? come on, like, give us some baller. of that Chick Fil A money. So, so yeah. So I'm 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 really looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be a like a clash of styles. Um, great offense versus great defense and if history shows us anything great defense typically wins those games and so uh we'll see how that because we've seen oregon state win without the quarterback being great right we've seen without them really moving yeah, the ball through all the season <laughs> all season but we've seen them win eight games this season doing it like we can't say the same for oregon if, if bo Nix has a crap game which i don't think he will but let's just say this is the one game where he just doesn't play well like, what does that mean for the rest of the team? Because I don't know if Oregon's defense is as tough as uh, Oregon State's is. Well, I think this is, I mean, the quarterback is the big, biggest difference. And uh, Brandon Sprague, he was even saying earlier this week that he really believes that Oregon State is on the level of USC, Oregon, Utah, and Washington. And they are really uh, UCLA. They're, it's really just a quarterback difference. All those teams, for the most part, I mean, Bo Nix, Cam Rising, 100%. Michael Penix Jr., uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Uh, you got uh, Caleb Williams. Like All those guys are elite quarterbacks. And then you look at the Bees, and they're like, oh, they're right up there in the standings too. Who's their quarterback? It's Chance Nolan, and then he got benched, and now we have Ben Goldbranson, and he hasn't been as – he's been better, I guess, but the bar was pretty low anyways. So the Oregon State, they feel they are right there. And if you're Oregon – Stack the box, make them pass the ball on Saturday, make them beat you through the air. That's how you win the game right there. And I don't know if you uh, saw Rashad, but uh, Oregon is basically a defensive school now. They had three interceptions yesterday. So. Oh, yeah. Seriously. The new Alabama, <laughs> right? New Georgia. They only gave up 17 Georgia. points, okay? I'm pretty sure they haven't done that since uh, Eastern Washington second game. Somewhere <laughs> around there. So, no, but, uh, yesterday was a great uh, defensive effort from from Oregon. Again, they were all over the field. They were making they were forcing Cam Rising into some some bad mistakes, you know, at, at points. And so yeah, this defense looks like again, they're at their past midseason form. Like this is who they are for the most part. We'll see what that looks like on Saturday. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Oregon State by three. Uh is that like the first half line? You're, huh? What's that? Taking Oregon State to like cover first half by three or like 
What? They're going to win the game by three. Okay. I mean, <laughs> let's let's relax. We got we got who do you love uh, coming in a couple segments? If you want to throw that in there, I feel like it's only right that we do Oregon, Oregon State, and who do you love? That's, you know, I think we yeah, you know, I think we both should do that one. Yeah, and I need to pick some easy wins in who do you love because I did not do good. <laughs> I'm sure I didn't either. I think I took I think I took the, the Lakers and LeBron trying to win a game, and that didn't work well, out. I got it for you in the second hour. But what I want to finish up hour one with is take a look at the college football landscape. Because, again, we had a crazy day yesterday where uh, a lot of teams towards the top almost lost. And as we mentioned earlier, it would be great if we had a 12-team playoff this year. uh, Because I think there is definitely some uh, teams towards the top that could could get an L very easily to a team that is ranked in that 8, 9, 10, 12 range. So we will take a look at the national landscape. We will talk about the team that has already clinched their Pac-12 championship title berth. And we will wrap up our college football talk in the first hour here. Football Sunday, Rashad Taylor across the glass. Joe Fisher on 1080 The Fan. Shot and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Hey, if you're not doing anything tomorrow, head on up to Washington and go to A. Isaac and Souk will be there from 3 to 7. And I hear the sports book up there is legit as hell. Oh, you haven't been yet? Reports say legit as hell, Tom. Back yeah. to you. It, it is legit, legit indeed, Dan. But uh, it's a really, really cool spot. Number one. The sports book for most men, whether you gamble or not, uh, is just a cool spot. You know, there's every game that you can think of, every sporting event for the most part. Horses. You know, horse, you know what I'm saying? Uh, where do they call it? Uh, dressage. What's the name of it? Uh, dr- uh, dr- dressage? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the name of the horse? I, so. I don't know. Yeah. Can you bet on that? Yeah, I don't know. I think you can. Like horse dancing, I think it is. <laughs> Something like that. But. Yeah, every game, like, right in front of you. So if you've never been to a sports book, and I assume if you're listening to us, then you've been to one or two in your lifetime. Uh, but if you haven't, make your way up to a because it really is a cool sports book. I will uh, most likely be making my way up there tomorrow because I have never spent time in a sports book. Yeah. This young, young, uncultured swine over here at 30 years it. old. You- have I've never stepped foot. Well, I have been in a casino. But I have never gone to a casino and gambled for Do you never, know the, the no. best day to go it would be? To go gambling? No, to go to the sports book. Is it a Monday? It's today. Damn it. I was going to say. It's it's Sunday. I thought you were talking o'clock. like best odds. No, maybe not. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> on I a assume, Monday. I assume they're pretty bad on Sunday. You know what I mean? But uh, just seriously, every game right in front of you, man, order some. You know, some usually uh, appetizers and breakfast is like half off, you know, something like that. Like, yeah, man. So, it's yeah, a nice little it's a nice little vibe. It, and this is how I know it's going to be good tomorrow. And uh, I heard this from upper management and sales that Crazy Eyes McGinley Uh-oh. went out there to make sure that everything was going to be ready to go for Monday as far as the production and broadcast and all the wires are plugged into the right place. And when McGinley comes back and is excited about an on-remote location uh, show broadcast, when he's excited about the place that we're going to be at, that's how you know it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Because 99% of the time, he does not care, and he sees it as an inconvenience, and he just, no, he doesn't. He knows it's part of his job. But there's a lot of technical difficulties that can happen on these remote locations that can make an engineer Basically lose his mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when he got back from A and A, he was like, "Yes, I am stoked for this." Like, and so Isaac and Souk will be there all day from three to seven, watching uh, Monday Night Football, and we will be watching a lot of college football next Saturday, Rashad. Because I'm looking at the schedule right now. Um, not only do we have Oregon, Oregon State, but we have the Apple Cup, of course, for our Husky and Cougar friends listening. But we also have a de facto playoff game at the Big House. Uh, Ohio State, Michigan. 
All right, that is at the Horseshoe, excuse me. That will be at Ohio State in Columbus. But number two versus number three in the country. There's a de facto playoff game right there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's go time. We're, we're, we're going to find out, A, who's going to go to the playoff out of those two teams, Michigan and Ohio State. USC, they have a huge game against Notre Dame. USC, they're playing for the playoffs in that game. I know that they got the Pac-12 championship berth locked up, but they're playing to go for the playoffs still, and they'll be playing a Notre Dame team who has totally rebounded their season and is playing much better football. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, number six, LSU at Texas A&M. Uh, Texas A&M has had a terrible season, but I'm sure they will, they're going to want to play spoiler against LSU. Um Big, big weekend next uh, next weekend, but also, man, it would have been nice to get a 12-team playoff this year because you had Georgia win yesterday 16-6. to mm-hmm. You had uh, Ohio State. They had to turn it on late against Maryland. Michigan barely escaped yesterday. Um, you had also TCU literally kick a field goal as the clock was running out. It wasn't a call a timeout and take our time to line up. Literally, run a play, get the field goal team out there, make the field goal as time expired. Uh, Tennessee, they took the loss yesterday against South Carolina, which I know that you loved and saw. Didn't see I didn't catch it. <laughs> the environment there in South Carolina was insane, by the way, before the game. I was like, even before the game started, I saw that stadium. I was like, they might be losing that. Yeah. So a lot to keep an eye on for next weekend. Uh, as, as well as the Civil War game between Oregon and Oregon State. But this is where we're going to get that, that picture for the playoffs is going to get much, much clearer. Oh, yeah, and it really starts with the Michigan-Ohio State game. If I'm being honest, I don't really see either of those teams uh, being knocked out of contention for the playoff. Like, I don't know if there's much... Uh, I don't know much shame in number two losing to number three or number three losing to. I don't know if there is a whole lot of shame there. In context of the game, always matters, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, it's a last-second win versus if it's a blowout, blowout. You know, if it's a blowout, then that might be a, a little bit of a different story. But uh, I think just as far as a football fan, you know, whether you're a fan of the two teams or not, I think that's the game everybody's going to be watching is Michigan Ohio State. You know, locally we know where everybody's eyes are going to be on that Saturday, but. Um, the eyes of the college football country, or world are going to be, you know, glued to Michigan and Ohio State, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that week. The Apple Cup is going to be is going to be good. We know that uh, we know that Washington State's no punk. and I think we have a kickoff for Oregon, Oregon State. But continue, sorry. No, oh, no, I was just I was just saying that there's you know, uh, Washington State. We know they can play. Um, we know that they're good. We know they can move the ball, and so that could potentially be a, a thorn in the side of. Of Washington, so there's a bunch of great, great rivalry games, and this is the best weekend in college football outside of maybe week, the first week when they might be a few um, kind of glamour games that are on TV. But this, for the most part, this is the best week in college football. And we have our Pac-12 kickoff times. Uh, John Wilner actually had these uh, about an hour ago, uh, right when our show started. The Pac-12 kicks were announced. Oregon and Oregon State, twelve thirty kickoff, baby. Right okay. in the middle of the day, right for the rest of the nation to see it too. Three thirty Eastern kickoff, but uh, Oregon and Oregon State kicking off at twelve thirty in Corvallis. That game it will be on ABC. Uh, the Apple Cup, Washington at Washington State, Pac twelve after dark in Pullman. Seven thirty kickoff for Huskies and Cougars. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. But that will be a fun environment. Washington State could uh, you know again basically not ruin, but end their Washington's regular season with a loss up in Pullman again at 7:30 at night that that's lining up for a tough game for Washington. Oh, absolutely. You know, if you've never if you've ever been to Pullman, uh weather's not great. We already know uh, weather isn't great in Seattle and even here in, in Eugene and in Corvallis, but uh it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold and snowing. probably wet or uh, or exactly probably <laughs> some probably some snow, so that could be something that that Washington is going to have to uh deal with is those elements outside of just playing in Pullman. So, hey, man, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. I wish it weren't 730 on, on a Friday, but uh, Saturday, next Saturday, Saturday. Excuse me. Oh, wish it weren't 730 on a Saturday. Uh, yeah. But I don't wish any Pac-12 game was on 730. Yeah, it's so, just kind I of mean, the world we have to live in at yeah, this point. But outside of that, man, the, the matchup itself 
it's going to be it's going to be great. And then Notre Dame at USC will be four thirty. So uh, basically, right as that Oregon Oregon State game's finishing up, you can catch uh, Notre Dame at USC. And yeah, we got our kickoff times, man. I remember I'm that. Sure game that I'm sure so the hard. Vegas lines will be uh, soon to follow. I remember those games used to go so hard. Those uh, Notre Dame and USC games, even back to you know the the Reggie Bush pushing Matt Leiner, you know, into the end zone for for the touchdown to end the game. Like those little things used to go. I don't. I can't remember the last great USC Notre Dame game. Well, I mean, USC has just been mediocre, and really Notre Dame's been the better team out of those two the last few years. Sure. But uh, I mean, this one, this one's gonna have some juice. This one will have some juice. All right, we are going to move on to Hour 2 of Sports Sunday. I'm pulling off to the rest area to stretch my legs and letting Rashad take over the wheel for the rest of the show. Rashad, you got it? I think so, bro. You got it? I got it. I could have used you this morning driving from Eugene. I could have definitely pulled have been over at the too. rest area. I'd have been asleep, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Hour number 2, Football Sunday coming up. Texas 503-250-1080. We got plenty more on Sports Sunday, Football Sunday on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 